Father, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify your holy name. We praise you because of your loving kindness toward us. Even when we're not at our best. And showing the love we need to towards others. Father, help us to forget about the trivial things. And lead us to sit at your feet. Where we can get to know you so much more. May your Holy Spirit lead and guide me as your vessel to speak words of life and encouragement that will bring about transformation to those who hear it and need it most. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, when I was uh, looking at the uh, what I was going to do today, um, how intimately do we know God? How intimately do we know him? Because he knows us intimately. Every little thing, from the biggest to the smallest to the minute thing, he knows everything. And he knows us intimately because from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, he knew us before the foundation of the earth. You know, that's so hard to comprehend because I was looking, I went, I Googled it. I said, how many people are in this world? It is 7.8 billion people in this world. And do you know, he knows each and every one of them? How? You say, how? I said, Lord. And, you know, and I thought about it. I said, you know them. And then, you know, what about before them? And before them, millions and billions. I mean, it's just, sometimes it's just hard to battle. <laughs> I mean, think about it from the beginning of time before Adam and Eve. God knew each and every one of us intimately. Okay. But you know what? I remembered something. I said, ah, he's all knowing, isn't he? That means he's omniscient. He's all powerful. That means he's omnipotent. And he is everywhere. And that means he's omnipresent. So I said, aha, that's it, Lord. You were and you always will be. So guess what? You know it all. All right, we're going to go to God's word. I want someone to get Psalm 139, 13 through 16. I don't care what you read it in, what, um, which one you have, what... Uh, Yes, I'm ready. For you shaped me inside and out. You knitted me together in my mother's womb long before I took my first breath. <laughs> I will offer you my grateful heart, for I am your unique creation, filled with wonder and awe. <laughs> you have approached even the smallest details with excellence. Your works are wonderful. I carry this knowledge deep within my soul. You see all things. Nothing about me was hidden from you. As I took shape in secret, carefully crafted in the heart of the earth before I was born from its womb. You see all things. You saw me growing, changing in my mother's womb. Every detail of my life is already written in your book. You established the length of my life before I ever tasted 
Mm-hmm. Amen. Now I had to read that a couple of times to just get it to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I, I, I did, really didn't get it. Sometimes, you know, you you have to read something over and over and over to get it. And I was like, Lord, I got it. But it's still sometimes hard to fathom it all. I mean, it's so, it's powerful to me. That is, that's his word. It's powerful. And God knows us intimately and personally. So guess what? If you ever had the slightest inkling that he didn't know you, his word speaks it for itself. Now, the question for us is, how intimately and personally do we know him? How about that? The change in the world now and in the future occurs first within us through our intimacy with God. And then that leads to a ripple effect that extends out to others as we become more like him. One of the ways to experience intimacy with God is to genuinely believe that he is interested in you. Genuinely believe that he made you for a specific purpose. God knows us and wants to be close to us. But not only this, God knows why we're here and what he has created us to do. He took the time to invest in us so that we can make an impact in this world. Amen? Somebody get Genesis 1, 26 and 27 for me. I have it. Amen. Um, In the voice version, it says, now... Let us conceive a new creation, humanity, made in our image, fashioned according to our likeness, and let us grant them authority over all the earth, the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the domesticated animals and the small creeping creatures on the earth. And so God did just that. He created humanity in his image, created them male and female. Amen. Now, I have a New Living Translation as well, and I want to read that to you as well because I like that. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them male and female. He created them. God knew from the very beginning what he was going to do. Male and female, he created them. Now, God created us us in his image and according to his likeness so that we would fulfill his plan. As men and women and children, we are the means for God to manifest himself. We enable God to move on the earth and we are the means of God's administration. When we cooperate with God, he has a way to move, to manifest himself, and to operate. Amen? Now, Dr. Stanley had posed this question. He said, have you ever wondered what motivated God to design the universe or why he created you? He said, it was love, pure and simple. Even before the beginning of the world, God loved you and wanted to have a close, personal relationship with you that would bring great joy, fulfillment, and power to your life. Mm. Ephesians 1 and 4, somebody grab that for me. Mm. Well, it's like King James. Go ahead. King James, um, 
says, uh, uh, NIV, okay. yeah, the New King James. It says, uh, uh, verse 4 says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the earth, of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before his love, without blame before him in love. Switch up, I think, at the bathroom. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> God created us in his image to have a deep, intimate relationship with us. God created the world with everything that we would ever need so that we could know and love him. That means that no material possessions, money, fame, or fortune will ever define our lives as successful in God's eyes. What truly matters to him is how strong our relationship is with him. When God created Adam, they were able to have such a wonderful fellowship, and he developed a level of intimacy with God that no one could compete with. God revealed his creation to Adam and allowed him to name every animal that he created and gave him dominion over them all. God, in his infinite wisdom, saw that there was still something missing and that was a suitable partner for Adam. And we know that he created Eve from his rib, amen? So now, both Adam and Eve are living in unbroken communion with God, innocent and trusting him. Everything is good, right? Well, for a time it was. Then the beautiful relationship that they had with God was broken by sin. Fellowship is lost. Sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> okay, fellowship was lost. And then they became eternally separated from God. So guess what? That trickled right on down to us. Somebody get Psalm 51 and 5 for me. I was guilty from the day I was born, a sinner from the time my mother became pregnant with me. Look at that. We were guilty just because of that. But the wonderful thing is that God is so amazing. Even after the fall, he still had a specific, wonderful plan for you and me. Through the first Adam, we were separated from God because of sin. Through the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ, we were able to be reconciled back to the Father through his death and resurrection. This could only be made possible when we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. When we make that step, that puts us in right relationship with God, and then we are able to have the intimacy and fellowship with him by the way of his son. Amen? Amen. Romans 5 and 10 and the Amplified. I'm going to read this. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin by his life. That is, 
we will be saved because Jesus Christ lives today. Amen? Mm -hmm. Praise God. God created us for intimate fellowship with himself, and in doing so, he established the goal of our existence, to know him, to love him, and to live our lives in an intimate relationship with him. One thing about it, though, we can never be in sin and get close to God if that won't happen because sin separates us from him. He wants us to have a pure heart, a pure mind, and he wants us to walk in humility. James 4.8. Someone get that. Come close to the one true God, and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands. You, you have dirtied them in sin. Cleanse your heart because your mind is split down the middle. Your love for God on one side and selfish pursuits on the other. There can only be intimacy with God when we are in right fellowship with him through obedience. Then we can know the joy and peace that comes from trusting him and yielding to his will, just as his son Jesus did. Living the principle, and this is from Dr. Stanley, he says, you were created for intimacy with God and the difference that your relationship with God makes in your life cannot be overstated. His highest priority for you is to be involved with him in prayer, study of the word, worship, and praise. Do you want to live a life that is fulfilling and significant? Do you want to make a difference in the world? Then surrender yourself completely to Jesus Christ and ask him to open your heart to his infinite love and mercy. It's only through your fellowship and communion with God that you can truly affect other people's lives in a way that lasts eternally. Your genuine intimacy with God will become evident in every area of your life. And that will positively affect the influence that you have with every person that you encounter. How will we live out the principle of getting intimate with God? How can we discuss ways that we can pursue a deeper relationship with God? Spend time in prayer and ask God to draw you into an intimate communion with himself and to transform your life so that you can affect the world for the sake of his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Now, these are a few things that he had that I like. It says, life lessons to remember. God loves you and desires your fellowship and worship. And he gave a scripture, Deuteronomy 6 and 5. God wants your service for him to be effective and fruitful. John 15 and 5. And God waits for you to invite him to bless you. Revelation 3 and 20. Father, we thank you for the study of your word. Thank you for your spirit drawing us, even when we're not aware of it. Thank you that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is that power that can touch our hearts and our minds to accept the gift of eternal life. We praise you, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.